Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. 22 minutes past five uh, here with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn, the most patient man in the world. Thanks, Paul of Churchlands. No, Paul of oh. Churchlands <laughs> is the man. Hey, Paul, how are you going? G'day, boys. How are you going? It's Donnie here. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the wrong, you're on the wa- wrong uh, wavelength. You're on the wrong yeah. channel. No, no, no. Mate, I got it. I had this discussion with Peter today. How good would you be being the coach down at Bill Thunder when you've got 15 yeah. AFL-listed players playing against a waffle side with part-time footballers? And let me tell so you who this on. is. Let me hang, t- on. hang on. What about West Coast who had 15 and got trounced, kicked three goals, 14? Nine and a half of them were worth counting, actually. <laughs> Could I ask, uh, this is Paul McGovern. Uh, now a G and A Lombardi, uh, uh-huh. who deal in in trailers and semi trailers and all that sort of stuff. Formerly, Haggis, you'd remember yeah. W A Hina. Yeah, w. A. Hina. yeah great. For, and just correct me, Paul. W A Hina, I reckon for forty years. Yeah, he was there a long time, and now he's at G and A Lombardi. Oh, no, no, hang on. So you started when you were, you were five. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, and the, the other one, you, I didn't yeah, go on. The other one I didn't mention you this morning, Peter. It was it 2005 or 2006 when Frio got beat in the prelim by Sydney? 2006. Yeah, you know where I'm going to be um, for that game, Peter. I was in Germany when they got beat by by Sydney, and I and I rushed back for the grand final, not knowing that West Coast were going to get in, of course, from from Europe. And th- and this this year I'm in Germany again if they make it to the preliminary final. Oh. So that's going to be a bad omen. I'm <laughs> well, and part of part of the omen is that it, they're back in Sydney if they win yeah. th- on Saturday. Their preliminary yeah, final. Mate, uh, Paul, it was great to catch up with you this morning there at uh, GNA Lombardi. Uh, you do a good job and uh, you had a good good setup down there. Thanks uh, for uh, catching up with us this morning. We'll keep in touch. Good on you. Thanks, boys. Okay, Paul. Yeah, he's a big uh, free man or Dockers man. Someone said to me before he, we get... Doggy's there. South from Anley's talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 South. In fact, his son, one of his boys, twin boys, actually plays the Colts down there. Um, the other thing, I, I actually spoke to a couple of other people today and said, wouldn't you maybe try and reverse David Mundy's thoughts and give him another year? Well, they're the not his thoughts. Not, I know. It. He but, was forced out. But wouldn't free, I think... Uh, Maybe we should give him, maybe reverse our decision and offer him another year if possible. Think about that as we go to Alex at North Lake. Hello, Alex. How are you? Um, you are talking earlier about um, the success of um, football in Sydney. Yep. And um, you've only got to look at the chequered path of uh, the Sydney Swans that were um, sold to Jeffrey Edelston for $6.3 million. And although the amount was never paid, he handed back the licence to... Uh, the VFL back in 86. They then resold the Sydney Swans to um, against William headed up by Willisey. And he ran it for a while and he got into strife. Uh, into strife in 1992. 
and the AFL effectively bailed him out by refunding $129 million of the licence to back to um, Willisey. Yeah. And, and they took over the running of the, the, the um, Sydney Swans. The AFL took over the running. So... Yeah, no, it's interesting. They've had an interesting career, but as I said, they're flying now. They are a very but, big brand but, but in, if, in the Harbour City now. My, my point on that is if, if, if it needs that sort of assistance to grow the Western Sydney model, then there is money there for the AFL to continue to do that. Uh, it, it does look flawed on the surface and, and certainly for, for years to come because I also am, am fully aware of just how difficult it is apparently to attract uh, Western, sub, Western Sydney suburban players, boys and girls, to actually play uh, Aussie rules at, at community levels. They, they just can't get them. So mm, mm. It, it's, it's a real troubled program, but there is, they'll clearly continue with it for a period of time yet. And eventually, um, given the 18-team concept model, uh, business model that this $4.5 billion has been drawn on, uh, it could easily be a close down and then something out of Tasmania. But t- Tasmania won't wait for much longer. Tasmania needs to get given, I reckon, a time timeline now in this next few weeks, whether it be 2025. If it's much more beyond that, it's it's not worth going with. Mm. Okay. That, that's getting away from the argument on Western Sydney. Good on you, Alex. Uh, thanks, thanks for your so. call. You can join us any time, uh, 13 12 55, wherever you may be listening around the state and here in Perth. Now... Uh, this is from Paul down at Margaret River. Everyone loves a winner. If the Giants regularly win games of footy, people will flock to see them, even if they are not lovers of AFL, and they will learn to <sighs> love the game. I'm not well, so sure of that, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not they sure might. That. You, clearly, they have to be a bunch of winners for that sort of to, to eventuate. But they've, as we've just pointed out a little while ago, uh, that was what did you say, Paul? Uh, that was Paul down Paul, at Margaret. Margaret River. You know, in 2016, they were fourth. 17, 2017, they were, they were fourth. Uh, played in a grand final. 218, sixth. 219, 219, sorry, grand final. Finished second. And 221 last year, finished sixth. So they have been winning enough to, to be an attraction, but it hasn't mm. done so as yet. Mm. The stadium's poor. That needs to be made uh, more appealing to corporate uh, and commercial ventures. It, it's, not a, it's not a good stadium for commercial involvement. It's no. so small and there's not a heck of a lot of corporate suites. Uh, and, there's not, and there's not a lot out there either. It's uh, it, the Olympic precinct, which of course since the 2000 Olympic Games, nothing much has uh, really been done. Well, there's a new uh, stadium there now. Yeah, now here we go. This is uh, a couple more. Hi, Pete and Haggers. This is from Mike at Palmyra. Hey, Mike. Uh, why doesn't Frio use Erasmus, who I saw last week for Peel, and he was pretty good, or Matt Johnson as emergencies? Using players the opposition doesn't know much about could be an advantage for the Fremantle Dockers going to the game against Collingwood. I'm not so sure either of those boys are ready for regular. If they were the sub, for instance, then they they could easily be on, uh, you know, two or three minutes into the game, sh- similar to what we saw perhaps, say, uh, last uh, Thursday night when uh, Oscar McInerney was knocked out, so a player goes into the game two or three minutes. I, I just don't think either of those boys are really ready. What part of the Fremantle business plan and future... So with those two boys, particularly Erasmus. I think Johnson's a lot further mm. off in terms of development. Uh, he's had some injury problems. I, I don't see him as immediate plan for Fremantle in 2023, but Erasmus is. But they need to move one or two players on to create a place. So this is part of the reason why Blake Akers has been given such a, a low contract offer, and now he's going to accept a deal somewhere else. It looks very much as though I'm prepared to suggest it's going to be Carlton. 
because that creates a place for Erasmus to come into mm. the midfield, part of that rotation. It's another reason why they moved David Mundy on. And it's another reason, Peter, in answer to your hypothetical just moments ago, David Mundy needs to move on because Nathan Fife is there. He could be a bit of a problem to them next year with his injury proneness and his injury history now. He might not play regularly. So that's where Johnson and Erasmus will come into the mix more often and particularly Erasmus. So I think Johnson's a bit further away. Can I throw you a hypothetical? And I'll use Doug Hawkins as an example all those years ago where he thought he wasn't done and dusted, played at Footscray, said, bugger you, because they they didn't want him anymore, and he played that one year at Fitzroy. Could David Mundy play at another AFL club for a season? He could. He could. Um, however, he turns 38 next season. Which club is going to take a bloke that turns 38? And you might throw up, you know, Luke Hodge and Sam Mitchell, uh, Sean Burgoyne, all the boys that played lengthy periods of time after getting through into their 30s, particularly the boys that have gone elsewhere, like Mitchell and Hodge straight away, that went elsewhere. They were in their early 30s. Yeah. They didn't turn 38 in the first season they went but to. The, could, when could... Sam Mitchell came here and when, when Hodge went to Brisbane. But for a young group, you could bring him in, use him as cover, educate the young uh, players about how he's done it. Uh, I reckon he'd be of value somewhere, but uh, as you so point Luke out... So Luke Hodge was 33. He played 305 games. Jordan Lewis was 30 when he got run out of Hawthorne. He'd played 264 Stevie Johnson was 32, and he played uh, he played 120 he played 253 when he went to GWS in 1617. I could keep naming. Sam Mitchell was 34 when he came here to West Coast, and didn't that cost us Matt Prittis? Mm. What a stupid move that was to okay. get Sam Mitchell. They brought him here to play for two seasons. It forced Prittis into retirement, and then Sam Mitchell didn't last his two seasons as a coach. So, And who broke the story about Sam Mitchell coming to the West Coast Eagles? I remember that a few years ago. Yeah, who was the guy behind that? <laughs> Kim Hagdor. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back with more in a moment. 28 to 6. As we go to the break, Bailey Banfield has signed a contract extension at the Fremantle Dockers for another couple of years. Here he is as we go to the break, and then we'll come back with more of your calls on the Scarborough Toyota open line. 13 12 55, or the temperate bedshed text line 0487. 736736. John of Jandicott has uh, text through Haggers. He says, Will Adam Simpson play the kids next year or right. keep playing the old codgers? Yeah, it's been, I think, simultaneously my best year, but also probably my most frustrating. Being Medisub eight, nine times, something like that. There's a lot of frustrating chats with the coaches um, when, yeah, when, when you do get that disappointing news that. And Medisub, you sort of half dropped, but half not. And so it's a bit of a weird limbo to live in, I guess. Um, and I've almost felt every game this year that I'm playing for my spot, obviously. Um, and probably felt like I've been playing for my career as well for the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, to have a bit of security is definitely nice.